0: Did you notice a pattern of actually being with a narcissist? Maybe you're at the place where you've had a cycle of you're with a narcissist and now you're with another narcissist. You were married to a narcissist and now you're dating a narcissist. You had three narcissistic relationships and now you're with another narcissist and you're starting to notice a pattern in your life. There's this pattern that we see of people that go from narcissist to narcissist to narcissist that don't actually realize what they're being attracted to or what's actually happening. One of those nuances to it is when you're with a person that is open, that is very openly abusive, openly manipulative, and it's something that you see early on. You're like, whoa, this person is a giant, awful person that I need to be able to avoid. And so you leave that relationship or you have someone else that saves you from that relationship that ends up being just as toxic or sometimes even more toxic. Because at this point, they're not putting their hands on you. They're not beating you up. They're messing with you mentally and emotionally, which is a complete different level of what's actually happening on the abuse side. We see this happen with a lot of people that have been with an overt, a grandiose narcissist and then go to a manipulative, a covert, passive-aggressive narcissist. They kind of go from one to the other. It's the same person. It's the same idea, but it's shrouded in a different cloak. It's hidden under a different guise of what's actually going on. But we see this happen where someone will be with one and then they'll go to another one. And when they go to the next one, it's like, well, it didn't seem like that. It didn't seem like they were toxic because that person's hiding it differently. It was more subdued. It was more subtle. I want to talk to you a little bit today about how overt or grandiose narcissists and then covert or vulnerable narcissists are very much the same but different. Okay, they have the same underlying thoughts, ideas, and things that are going underneath the surface, but it gets exhibited in different ways. Sometimes people get confused about how this looks or how it kind of transitions from person to person. Okay, if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the Narc app, and your guide in the Escape Toxicity course, which is our seven-day course for seven dollars. It's a challenge to healing to help you understand about narcissistic abuse, reactive abuse, to be able to put yourself in a place where you're learning and growing and seeing what's actually happening. You can go to escapetoxicity.com to be able to sign up today to be able to see and understand what narcissistic abuse actually looks like. Well, when we talk about this piece of like overt, like think of it this way, you're gonna have, a, we're gonna go through a couple different things. It's gonna be kind of a, uh, a cross-representation of like, we'll talk about overt, we'll talk about covert and back and forth. Okay, Um, overt, otherwise grandiose, Uh, there's a couple different aspects of it, you know, basically overt is like the big, the big broad, like, okay, that's the asshole in the room kind of thing. Okay, the covert uh, or vulnerable, passive aggressive, like typically toned down, hidden a little bit from view, but still a lot of drama will revolve around them. Now, you're going to see this sometimes first off, first and foremost, in the aspect of anger and rage. Uh, with an overt, you have the rage that a lot of times is giant, that is that is coming at you, that is huge, uh, that is in your face, that is screaming, that is yelling, that is punching, that is throwing things, all those different things. And then with a covert, you're going to see oftentimes a different piece that will make you think that they're not actually mad while they're so mad. This can be even the energy, the aura, the frustration of like, you can tell something is wrong, but when you're like, what's wrong? Nothing. And there's not a response to actually let you get any depth of the situation, but you know that there's a disconnect. This could be with a silent treatment. This could be with stonewalling. This could be with ghosting. This could be multiple different ways to slowly train you and teach you that you did something wrong. So as a result, they're going to punish you. Now, sometimes you see different aspects with how reactive abuse comes about. Where narcissists will poke and prod you so much to get you to the place where you respond violently. Or you respond in a very frustrated tone because of all the abuse that you've been put under. You're going to see this a lot of times with a narcissist where they push you to reactive abuse. Then they start recording. Then they start like videoing. And then they just get really calm of like, wait a second, like why are you acting this way? Like, you're acting really crazy and really abusive. I'm just sitting here trying to have a normal conversation. And you're like, you were just screaming at me. You were just belittling me. There's all different pieces that go to it. Also, with reactive abuse, you're going to see pieces of dog whistling where narcissist is using something in private that's always triggering you or that's emotionally vulnerable to you and saying stuff in public that people don't realize it's going back to you, but you know It's going back to you. The small little subtle digs that narcissists will do to try to get under your skin and ultimately like mess with your mindset. So when we talk about this piece of like over and covert, these are not like cut and dried like this is only the way. There's multiple different variations. I'm just highlighting a few of them of what I've seen in my own life and what I've seen in talking to a bunch of other people uh, throughout the years of coaching. So one of them with the overt aspect, and typically you're going to see much shorter relationships. these are going to be highly volatile. These are going to be abusive on many levels and a lot of times going into the physical realm. And there's typically going to be short relationships, whether you see it and get out of it, whether you call the cops and you've gone through this process, you've got a protective order. There's this piece of like the relationship isn't super long because you start to see the abuse faster than anything else you've ever seen before. Now, with a covert, a lot of times we'll see people with a covert narcissist for a long period of time, extended out. And we're like, wait a second, like what's actually happening here? What's going on? And with this covert piece, it's just slowly implemented into your life that you don't realize that it's actually bad for you. It's like getting a tiny, tiny drop of poison and over a period of time, it keeps ramping up more and more and more till you're like deadly sick. That's the idea of like being with a covert. It's these small digs, these passive aggressive comments, these slow things that are belittling you, that are undermining your self-esteem, that are saying things to be able to make you doubt yourself, to be able to lower your ego as far as like who you actually are. Like there's a lot of different pieces that happen to it. But with a covert narcissist, it's this like slow fade, slowly happening. Now, sometimes with the overt, you might find them very annoying. You, know, like you might find them like really quickly of like, Ugh, don't want to be around that person because they're just absorbed. Like they're self-absorbed with themselves. They're like, I don't really care. Everything's about me. You're just like, yeah, that's not who I want to be around. With a covert, like you normally don't see that, right? Like it doesn't seem like it's about them. They're they're there, they're serving, they're helping. And a lot of times they look well-liked in society and well-liked, even in like the close family circles that you might have in your relationships. The difference is no matter how well liked they are, a lot of times the quote unquote service and the things they do to be able to help are things that are thrown back in your face later of how they're providing and you're not, how they helped you one time when you were sick five years ago and you ignored them, you didn't appreciate them, like all these like small things, but they'll typically be well liked in other circles because we are like, oh, like that person doesn't seem that bad. Sometimes you'll see in the overt side of it being more showy, of being more extra, of being more like, look at me, it's all about myself. Like, let me look good, let me have the cars, let me have the house, let me have the wife, the family that I want so that I look good to society. This like showy piece. Well, with uh, the covert, a lot of times, or like vulnerable narcissists, a lot of times you'll see the vulnerable piece. You'll see more of the humble piece to them of like oh like yeah look at this and it's almost like uh, I've called it before like toxic humility it's almost like this aspect of like being humble for the purpose of getting people to actually look at them to getting people be like oh that's such an amazing guy and like like he's like yeah I know I am okay like there's still a pride piece but it's underneath the surface it's often hid Sometimes these will come out in like small comments, small little digs, small little thought processes, but a lot of times it's hard for people to be able to see it without actually seeing it from behind closed doors where the narcissist is being humble to all these different people and looking like this great servant and helper, but then they're not actually living that way with their family, but the family is actually put in a toxic relationship where like they don't actually know what they can or can't do. There's many nuances to it, but just highlighting some. Uh, sometimes, uh, kind of tying along with this, a lot of times you'll see a vulnerable narcissist, like try to be able to show humility to be able to get praise where a a overt is more focused on like, look at my accomplishments. Look at what I achieved. Look what I actually did. Like, look at me. Covert is more like, Oh, don't look at me. Let me kind of hide in the corner. Like, but it's still about me. There's one thing that's like very consistent that I've seen inside of covert narcissists is like, they're like, I don't like drama. I don't want to do drama. But then when you kind of step back and you kind of like plot out the drama, you're like, hmm, the drama is still always circling around this person. But they don't like it. They don't want it. It's really fascinating when you start to break that down. Um, with uh, co- oh, the overt narcissist, you're going to see a big aspect of the huge ego. Uh, grandiose, uh, like the idea of like, I'm the best. Uh, but with the, the covert, you're typically going to see that hidden more. Um, they're going to hide the aspect, sometimes hidden behind like intellect of like, I'm just way smarter than everybody else, everybody's stupid, Uh, almost like the entitlement aspect, like I'm entitled to you, I'm entitled to other people, Uh, but it's not as overt as like, oh, give me this, like, you you need to follow in line, you need to obey me, you need to do this kind of stuff. It's more of this, like, this underlying aspect that like, if you don't, then, you know, there's going to be consequences because of who I am, because of how smart I am, because I'm more special, because I'm better than you, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, A a lot of times if you boil it down, like the overt is going to be more of the jerk in the conversation, in the relationship, and the covert is going to be more of the nice guy. Uh, The guy who seems like a little bit more routine, more relative to you. Uh, But what's actually happening on the flip side is the same exact abusive things. It's just getting exemplified and shown in a different way. One of the things I want you to understand is like overt and covert are the same type of person with a different mask on. So it'd be like the same person just changing clothes. It'd be like looking slightly different. There's not always a piece that a narcissist is like tied to where a lot of times they will change and morph depending on the situation. Sometimes we'll see an overt narcissist that gets more covert throughout the years because they have to look better of how to blend into society so they don't look like complete jerks. Sometimes you see coverts that have just had it all and they're just like, I'm done with this and they turn more towards overt because at that point they don't care and they don't care that other people know that they don't care. So it kind of goes back and forth a little bit. Uh, Sometimes you need to understand that you might get rescued from an overt narcissist and get sucked into a covert because it looks better than the one before and as a result you ignore a lot of red flags that you would have seen if it was just out the gate like a brand new relationship with a covert. You need to understand like they're still the same on the DSM-5. DSM-5 doesn't say like, hey, here's the overt characteristics and here's the covert characteristics. They just say, here's narcissistic personality disorder. There's pieces of all of them underneath, overt, covert. And it's really interesting to be able to see how the mindset is still typically the same, but it's exemplified in different ways that make it confusing for other people. If you want help answering some more questions and kind of working on your closure, we focus a lot on working on the story that you're telling yourselves and taking you down a healing journey that pivots into a growth mindset, helping you maximize who you are on a given day-to-day basis. I'd love to work with you one-on-one. I do initial calls at realmmotivations.com, and then I work exclusively with people inside of our Thriver community where they have 24-7 access to the community, to the tools, to the people, and to myself to make sure and to ensure that they're actually getting the healing that they deserve. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to help you move forward. Reach out anytime. If you haven't already, like and subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you next time.